Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. Welcome back into The Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb here in the studio alongside best-selling author Coach Pete Deruda as well as Morgan Patrick. And I got to emphasize in the studio because this is uh, one of the first times I am not behind glass with you guys. Yeah, this is the second uh Second time we've been in the time. brand new studio. That's it's my right. first time. Yes. Morgan's yeah. first time. Pretty awesome. nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's unusual since not to have to wear headphones. We used to have to wear headphones because Thomas was in the other room. We could see him, but he couldn't hear us unless That's we right. had the headphones. There on. you go. And vice versa. <laughs> so how do you? What do you, How was your Halloween? It was good. It was yeah. enjoyable. Had a good uh, weekend before we did most of our things the weekend prior. A lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when Halloween falls on a weekday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. A rainy weekday at that. <laughs> a rainy weekday at that. It's true. So uh, we have to be careful though. Uh, how much we we anticipate people showing up to our house and we buy a lot of extra candy because it might end up still in the house after Halloween and then what do we do with it? You oh. eat it. That's the best part though. <laughs> so we had this uh, we have this app, uh, neighborly app where you can communicate with your neighbors and people yeah. are popping up chats who's going to be doing Halloween things like that. Right. And, and someone put out there who has the butterfingers. <laughs> Well, see, the word goes out. Who's giving full-size candy bars away? Yes, there you go. You know, nowadays, you go. they've got, with the internet, back in the day, when me and my brothers were running around, we would we'd find a house, and then we'd, we'd use the uh, Underground Railroad of Communication. We'd tell all our friends, and then we'd try to change outfits and come back and get another big candy hey, bar. Hey, there you go. I love it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I had to regretfully inform my neighbor that I had already filtered all the Butterfingers out from our... Uh, <laughs> So you like Butterfingers, your favorite one. I enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, and the Reese's, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Morgan, yeah, what's your yeah. favorite? I like beer. The beer candy bar? <laughs> no, no. I, in my day, we, we, we would sit out in the cul-de-sac, and oh, we'd yeah, have yeah. a cooler of beer. Oh, we'd yeah. have the regular candies. But, yeah, if I had a favorite candy, it would probably be either the Heath Bar, the miniatures, Butterfinger's a big popular one, and love Snickers. You ever Fifth love Avenue? Snickers. Yes, Fifth Avenue's That's good. That's basically a Butterfinger. Thomas, you ever had a Fifth Avenue? I have had a Fifth Avenue. They're yeah. good. You don't I like see many of them anymore, do you? No, no you don't. You the don't. funny thing about candy bar companies, they've really consolidated. So back in the day, there was a bunch of different candy companies making maybe one or two candy bars. And it, and it looked like they, they made them with, uh, there's a phrase, making it with love. In other words, they really cared about it. Right, right sure. It was a really good candy bar. Like there was one called the Milkshake Candy Bar. I don't know if you remember Milkshake mm. back in the day. It's gone. Maybe Reggie. Remember the Reggie Candy oh, Bar? I remember those. Uh, the Marathon Bar used to be my favorite, mm-hmm. a caramel bar, but it was uh, not existed anymore. But then these these companies get bought out by other companies, and then they get folded into, let's say, M&M Mars, and then the, yeah. all the candy yeah. starts looking and tasting the same. Well, look, just to clarify yeah. the beer comment, yeah. so when the adults <laughs> came up with their kids, if the dads yep. wanted a beer, or the moms, gotcha. yeah, we, we wouldn't give beer to the kids. Good for you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> just want to make sure I make that clear. Sure not getting, do you have the little backup sound? <laughs> There you go, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> little hill? little king of the hill right king there, the hill. talking about hanging out at the end of the cul-de-sac, yeah. having a beer. Well, we used to do that too. Sit down. We still do, but if it's if it's not good weather, we don't. So, yeah. Uh, all right, you got a through the years for us, Thomas. I do. This is a good one. Check this out. 
through the years, going back in time. Here is 1921 when the Emergency Quota Act was passed into law on May 19th. It was a response to the anti-immigrant sentiment and high unemployment that followed World War One. The quotas mainly affected Eastern and Southern European immigrants. On March 4th, the United States Congress approves the burial of an unidentified soldier from World War One at Arlington National Cemetery. Congress approved the money to finish building the tomb of the unknown soldier. In 1926, it was not officially completed until 1932. The Tulsa Race Massacre takes place over May 31st and June 1st. Historians estimate as many as 300 black citizens were killed and thousands were injured. Most of the Greenwood District was destroyed and a community of 10,000 black citizens were left homeless. The Irish War of Independence ended in July when the Irish Republican Army and British forces agreed to a truce. The fighting between the two sides had begun in 1919 after Ireland declared its independence from Great Britain. The First World War ended for the United States in August when the U.S. and Germany signed the Treaty of Berlin. The treaty was necessary as the United States did not ratify the 1919 Treaty of Versailles due to concerns over the creation of the League of Nations. On November 23rd, U.S. President Warren G. Harding signed the Shepherd Towner Maternity and Infancy Act into law. The act was the United States' first foray into Social Security as it provided $1 million every year over five years for the purpose of aiding state-run programs that help women and children. Also, it was the appetite for sex that rocked Hollywood in 1921, first innocently enough, as Rudolph Valentino turns heads with his steamy tango in the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, America's biggest hit of the year. Irving Berlin's song, All By Myself, became popular. Other popular musicians included Eddie Cantor and Al Jolson. Your new home in 1921 cost around $6,300. That new Chevy, about $525. The Dow finished the year at 81. Inflation was a negative 10.8%. Interest rates around 5%. And that's a wrap on 1921. We've now arrived back in the present. Hope you enjoyed the trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. So 1921, interest rates about 5%. Hmm. Looks like we're about about that same place now. Depends <laughs> on if you're borrowing or saving. If you're saving, you get about 5% now. Can we get inflation easy. in a negative number? <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> we look at uh, just ways to, to try to manage what's going on a lot of times. And we look, look at that, $525 for a new Chevy. Well, or do you want to get a time machine and go back and get some new Chevys? Yeah, I, I was doing some car shopping recently, and it's absolutely amazing where those prices have gone. Yeah, I'd like to go back in time and grab a Chevy. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I'd go back three years, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, three years would be good. Yeah, even that. But, I mean, this is crazy. But you look at it. Of course, you weren't making much money back then, so five twenty-five. The new home for sixty-one hundred yeah. bucks, not bad. I'll pay cash. Yeah, there you go. I agree. I agree. <laughs> go buy a whole like playing Monopoly. Go go fill the whole block up with the. Uh, well, those are, those are the greenhouses, right? Greenhouse, Red Hotel. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Hotels That's what it was. Red. I haven't played Monopoly in forever. When's the last time you played? Wow, I probably two two winters ago. Okay, two winters ago. Yeah. Did you play a real board game? Or you play online? No, no, no. Play we played the now? real board game, and yep. I, I nice. played with a, a, a you know. A, and really, really nice friend of mine and yep. their their family, and they had one kid who was making up his own rules. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it was always We're, one. We are going by the rules, yep. and who won? I did. Oh, see, Morgan said uh, he followed the rules. So, he won. Okay, so here here's one that'll set people off who are listening to us. So, Morgan, d- does all the money go into the pot for free parking or not? 
all the money? Mm. Like all what? What do you want? So, so, all uh, the fine money. All yeah, the fine yeah, money. the fine money. Yeah. yeah, fine money goes into free parking. Okay, nice. Where does it go in your house, Thomas? <laughs> well, some people say you don't have anything at all on free parking. That is simply just an open square, and that you, and that all the fines don't pile up on it. So it's it's but one of those. It's free parking. So where, why is there a fine? Uh, in like what what are they called Morgan community chess cards and stuff like that they yeah have yeah, yeah. there are taxes involved if you own properties and but, you're, you're so instead you of it going to, to the, the bank you can let it pile into free parking and so if you land there whoever lands there gets to play that well, game maybe that's a rule we didn't play yeah, yeah exactly there free you parking, go exactly. You didn't have any, we were happy because you didn't lose any money you didn't land on somebody's <laughs> property so so you're saying you had to draw a community chess card when you went to free parking no it, it's just if if any fines were uh, collected from community chess cards and stuff like that instead of paying it to the bank you'd pay it to the free parking so, oh, so the like money you built up a separate pile, and whoever landed in free parking also mm. got a benefit. And if you had, if you had a boardwalk or one of those things, and then you landed on free parking, you could hotel it up in one turn. <laughs> Wait, you could put hotels on free parking? No, no, on boardwalk though. By landing, like, say you landed on free parking, and all of a sudden you come into three thousand oh, dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Buy a few hotels, put them well, on your property. You know, these days, maybe back then it wasn't as special, but these days, any free parking is worth its weight in gold. Especially <laughs> 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 around idea. here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to school at Carolina. Morgan, you did too. Oh wow! You know, remember we could park almost. I mean, it was it was easier to park back in the eighties, wasn't it? Well, uh, it was, but it still they got, was a game. They got smart. They put they put some meters in there, yeah. and if you didn't have mm. your pass for your parking, uh, they 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 find you. I had a friend that gave out the parking ticket. Well, you didn't mm. give them out. He wrote them up. He wrote up parking tickets to people. So I asked him for a couple blank ones. Oh really? <laughs> and I put them on my car windshield, right? And it looked like I already had a ticket. Oh, that's good. Coach Beats financial advice. That's good from the eighties. Clever. <laughs> Write a book. I like it. <laughs> so it's just, uh, I mean, we look at, we, we were talking about before the show, if we can put medical terms to financial terms, we had a little fun with that. Financial hypertension. Financial heartburn. You get any financial heartburn looking at your uh, statements sometimes? Yes. <laughs> How about a financial heart attack? I don't want one of those. That's when you turn the TV on and something bad really happened and, yeah. and there's a negatives all over the screen, like talking about thousand dollars. Well, it's negatives. a financial pornography we talk about all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start following it, you can't turn away from it. Financial constipation. Mm. It's like having too much money in one place, you can't move it, so to speak. Right? I don't know. Well, you won't let yourself. I mean, something, something. You need a catalyst. You're stuck. You need a catalyst. <laughs> How about financial depression? Oh, that's Ooh, good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Financial epic. <laughs> that's when you lose money. Let's go a little bit over. But anyway, uh, financial fat grams. What if, what if your financial? Because nowadays, when you go into even a restaurant or they, even on the menu, they show you all the green, you know, what, oh, you know, sure. good it is or bad it is yeah, for you. Yeah. What if before you bought something, you like financially, you you could see how good or bad it was, and then historically, what it's done for other people. That's I like that. Good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And so that was, uh, you know, these are just financial diet. That's when you stop spending mm-hmm. as much as you were. You get used to spending. Slip it's like it you get used to eating, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but again, I still come back to the fact where it's very important to combine all your financial products and strategies into sure. the main goal. And what is the main goal, you think, of, of putting money away to begin with? Right. You want to you wanna be able to enjoy your retirement when you yeah. get there. So yeah. you, you plan well. Uh, you, you plan well before you get to retirement. Uh, and you work with a fiduciary that's going to not yep. only walk you to retirement store, get you all the way to the end. Exactly. I mean, so it's not just starting. It's having you start with the end in mind, we say, but no one ever wants the end to come. True. So life is a journey, not a destination. Once we get to the destination, well, gosh, it's over. Yeah. If the destination is what we think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that our financial strategies will continue to pay our family even when we're not here. 
And we talked about a strategy a couple of weeks ago, how to turn taxable pennies mm -hmm. into tax-free dollars. And a lot of people wanted to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Utilizing life insurance concepts, getting getting the ability to have a long-term care policy built into your life insurance policy you don't have to pay for, mm -hmm. a separate, a separate long-term care policy. In other words, taking your death benefit or some of your death benefit for your life insurance mm -hmm. for you and using that to pay for your long-term care if you ever need to go to long-term care. In other words, if you have a million-dollar life insurance policy and the long-term care stay for a year would be $100,000, you just call the insurance company and say, hey, give me $100,000 out of my death benefit. I'm going to use it tax-free to pay for my long-term care. That makes sense. A lot of people have never heard of that. Well, they don't, they don't know. know to ask the questions. Right. And right. so yeah. sit down, educate yourself. Being educated, being informed, puts you ahead of the curve many times. We've got this book, Tom Hegna. We had him on the show. It's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire by Tom Hegna. We also have this other book, a very strange book called The Seven Financial Baby Steps. SevenBabySteps.com. That's the one Coach Pete wrote. Seven easy steps to get you on the track all the way to and through retirement. We're going to give that away along with Tom Hegna's book and your very own personal wealth report it'll outline for you where you are right now that's the most important part but more importantly than that where you could be if you have the money your money in the right place for you and your family that's a oh, we've seen others charge over a thousand dollars for this it's going to be at no cost or obligation and these strategies work best for those of you with over a million dollars dedicated to retirement but as long as you have two hundred thousand or more it's for you thomas tell me how you can do that 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also text keyword PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.